The nonprofit Soundwaters has received more than $350,000 from the federal government to teach Connecticut's kids about the environment. Lee Schmitz is the president at Soundwaters. She says her program gets kids hands-on experiences on Long Island Sound. A student learning with Soundwaters will not be in their classroom, but most of these experiences will be out in the field, as we say. It will, they will be aboard our schooner. They will be out on the salt marshes, the beaches, the tidal pools right around Cove Island Park. They'll be working in the lab and investigating water quality at our harbor centers. The group works with kids from Stanford, Bridgeport, and Norwalk in grades K through 12. Connecticut's congressional delegation is responsible for securing the grant. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news update from the Connecticut, New York region. Governor Lamont presents a plan to help Connecticut's first-time homebuyers get into the market. Hearings began for UI's proposed rate increases, and the New York State Senate officially rejects the governor's nominee for chief judge. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garon. Governor Lamont is combating the state's housing crisis by proposing an increase in state funding to help low- and moderate-income first-time homebuyers get into the market. He highlighted the proposal in Bridgeport today. WSHU's Ebong Udama reports. Lamont says Connecticut built more market rate and affordable housing last year than any time this century, and he would like to keep up the momentum. That's why his next two-year budget proposal doubles state funding for affordable housing to $600 million. $100 million of that money would go to the Time to Own program, which offers down payment assistance to low and moderate income home buyers. It's a forgivable loan. We want you to be there for a while. I love uh, ownership. I love what it means. You have a stake in your community right here, a stake in Bridgeport. It also means a chance to build some wealth. Funding for the program is expected to assist in the purchase of about 1,250 homes annually. Lawmakers are currently considering Lamont's budget proposal. Ebong Udama, WSH News. Connecticut's Public Utilities Regulatory Authority began hearings today for United Illuminating's proposed rate increases. Connecticut residents have the highest electricity bills in the continental U.S. WSHU's Molly Ingram has more. UI is hoping to raise rates by as much as 8% over the next three years. They are asking to increase their revenue by over $100 million in the first year and $17 million in the second and third years. This comes as Connecticut power companies report record high earnings. New rates would begin after September 2023. Attorney General William Tong says Connecticut residents cannot afford another rate increase. Tong says his office has intervened in the proceedings to fight for ratepayers. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. The Mohegan Wigwam Festival will return this summer after nearly a three-year hiatus. The end-of-summer celebration was postponed at the start of the pandemic in 2020. WSHU's Janice Roman has more. The Wigwam Festival is also known as the Green Corn Festival. It has been held for centuries at the end of the summer to represent the completion of the corn harvest. The name Wigwam comes from the Mohegan word Wigwomen, meaning welcome. The festival allows for the Mohegan tribal nation to celebrate and share parts of their culture with the community. The tribe will feature traditional dance and storytelling, crafts, 
food, and other items for sale. The celebration will return to Fort Shantock in Montville, Connecticut on August 19th and 20th. Janice Roman, WSHU News. Governor Hochul failed to overcome opposition from her own party on her pick for New York's top judge. More on that is coming up after headlines and a message from our supporter. Support for After All Things comes from Hartford HealthCare. More COVID vaccine answers at hartfordhealthcare.org slash vaccine or 833-621-0600. Long Island's Smithtown Central School District is hiring armed guards to be placed outside of its schools. The decision came after a budget workshop that included plans for armed security that would cost upwards of $850,000. The decision is not new to Long Island. Districts including Montauk, Tuckahoe, and West Babylon already have similar security in place. New Haven Public Schools are pushing for competitive teacher pay. Administrators are negotiating a nearly 15% raise for teachers over the next three years. This contract would raise the starting teacher's salary to more than $51,000 by 2026. The Long Island Greenway is moving forward in its planning process. It's a 175-mile-long pedestrian and bicycle route that links major parks and open spaces. The groundwork for the first leg that establishes a portion of the trail towards Brentwood State Park is expected to begin next year. The New York State Senate rejected Governor Hochul's choice for the state's chief judge by a 39-20 to vote. The action broke a month-long stalemate between the governor and Democrats in the Senate over whether nominee Hector LaSalle required, under the state's constitution, a vote by all members of the state Senate. Karen DeWitt explains. Uh, It's 28-39. The nomination fails. It's the first time in recent history that a governor's nominee for chief judge was rejected by the state Senate. Several Republican senators voted yes, but it was not enough to overcome widespread opposition by the majority of Democratic senators, who said LaSalle was too conservative. Senate Judiciary Chair Brad Hoylman-Siegel says LaSalle, based on his record, is not a judge who would look out for the most vulnerable. He says LaSalle's decisions too often sided with the more powerful players in society. And he says after recent actions by the U.S. Supreme Court striking down the abortion rights decision Roe v. Wade and dismantling New York's concealed carry laws, there's no room for ambiguity. The stakes are just too damn high in Washington with the United States Supreme Court overturning our basic rights and liberties and sending more and more of those decisions down to the state courts where this nominee will have a deciding vote. Republican senators who voted for LaSalle, including Senator Andrew Lanza, says LaSalle has built a life and a record that is beyond reproach. I challenge any of you to find anyone who who says or who will tell you that he is not everything that I am saying he is right here, which is one of the most qualified nominees, certainly in my tenure here in the Senate, that has come before us. Lanza says LaSalle was rejected because he refused to bow to the radical left of the Democratic Party. 
The vote marks the end of a month-long constitutional showdown between Hochul and Senate Democrats. It began in January when the Senate Judiciary Committee voted to reject LaSalle by a 10-2 vote. The Democrats said they were done with the process and the Senate did not need to hold a full vote. That angered Hochul. She said the state's constitution requires a full vote. She hinted that she might file a lawsuit. But as the weeks went by, the governor did not go to court. It was left to Republicans, who are in the minority in the Senate, to file a lawsuit to try to force a vote. A hearing is scheduled for Friday. The potential that the state's courts could curb the power of Senate leaders to make decisions on the rules of their House may have prompted the Democrats' sudden change of heart. But Senate Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins says that's not the reason why they held the vote. She says she wanted to end what's become a distraction to the important work that needs to be done this session. We have a state to run. The 2023-2024 billion budget is due in six weeks. Senate Minority Leader Robert Ort contends that if it weren't for the lawsuit, the full Senate vote would never have happened. Governor Hochul didn't do anything to make it happen. She nominated him and apparently was willing to let him twist in the wind. We brought a lawsuit. Ort says he does not believe the vote makes the GOP's court action moot. He says he expects the lawsuit to continue. Governor Hochul, in a statement, says she's glad that the Democrats in the Senate finally acquiesced to holding a full vote on her nominee. Hochul spoke about it earlier in the day, before the vote. I think this is a good outcome to at least let it get to the floor of the Senate. But the governor says the outcome was not based on the merits. Hochul says she will now request a new list of nominees from the state's Judicial Nominating Commission for a new chief judge and start the process all over again. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or anytime online at WSHU.org or with the WSHU app. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And this podcast, like everything else you hear on WSHU, is also made possible with support from listeners like you. So as always, thanks for listening and for sharing this podcast with your friends. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a great rest of your evening. Talk to you tomorrow.